What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, we'll start the show here in just a second, but here's a political fun fact for you. The 2016 Bernie Sanders campaign started at the dinner table of radio legend Bill Press. Bill has been one of the leading progressive voices in the country, so I'm glad he's still out there on the left, stronger than ever. Right now, he's using that progressive voice in the Bill Press podcast. The Bill Press pod is up twice a week, an in-depth interview with a major newsmaker on Tuesday, plus his lively end-of-the-week roundtable with three of Washington's top political reporters, Dick deep on the latest craziness from the GOP, the massive voter suppression bills in the states, and the Democrats' fight to keep control of Congress in 2022. So I encourage you to join me in subscribing to the Bill Press pod. It's a must-listen for all progressives. To sign up, just go to wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Bill Press pod, click on subscribe, and then tell your friends to do the same. Take it from me, I follow the Bill Press pod, and you should too. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I like how you call homosexuality an abomination. I don't say homosexuality is an abomination, Mr. President. The Bible does. Yes, it does. Leviticus. 18.22. Chapter and verse. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions while I had you here. I'm interested in selling my youngest daughter into slavery, as sanctioned in Exodus 21.7. What would a good price for her be? While thinking about that, can I ask another? My chief of staff, Leo McGarry, insists on working on the Sabbath. Exodus 35.2 clearly says he should be put to death. Am I morally obligated to kill him myself, or is it okay to call the police? Well, you may be mistaking this for your monthly meeting of the ignorant, tight-ass club. In this building, when the president stands, nobody sits. Bob it appears Seska has been genetically altered. The Bob Seska Show. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, the West Wing. We all know that clip. We're all familiar with that clip. But it's always great to hear it again. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, April 15, 2021. It is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 86 of the Biden-Harris administration. 571 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska and on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. Oh, and here they come. It's the goth ninja. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast from dash the dash bunker.com. Also at patreon.com slash from the bunker, all one word. And she's also part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network at sexyliberal.com. It is your podcasting super duper station. As a Donald Trump calls it, the super duper station. I call it just the super station. That's all you need. <laughs> Screw the duper. Screw Trump. <laughs> and it's uh, David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex from the T-Rex Report Podcast. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Also, his music project, Astral Summer at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Okay, Goth Ninjas, hi. How are you? How's it going? Hello, Bob. I've had no, a- I'm in a vicious mood today. <laughs> Me too. I've had, a, I've had a fun week, David. <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs> fun skimming and reloading all of the various pharmacy websites, looking for a vaccination for myself. And it has been nothing but, you know, a couple of days of frustration capped off by some good news, which I'll get to in, in just a second. Which I mean, Bob. At least you you got your vaccine appointment at a place that can accommodate you walking through the door. <laughs> well, thank you. Spoiler warning. There, <laughs> I, I guess I should start playing the music then because I hadn't meant to tell you, Jody, with the spoiler jumping to the chase before. 
Like you got a vaccine appointment, but the door was too small. Explain no, he's going to, to a giant pharmacy. I'm going to the giant oh. pharmacy behind my house. It's so gigantic. You did announce it on Twitter, Bob. It is huge. I did. <laughs> But I assume not everyone who listens to the show follows me on Twitter. But of they course sh- they do. Why they wouldn't should. they? Yes, they you should. should. You should. You should follow me on Twitter or else you're banned from listening to the show. <laughs> That's the... Um, yeah, so cutting to the chase, I did end up getting a vaccine thanks to my lovely and talented girlfriend, Kimberly Johnson, who actually went ahead and found it somehow. It wasn't me. I was frantically reloading and entering my zip code and doing the whole you know process of trying to get a vaccine by going to the... I I think part of the problem is this. We have here in Maryland a sum total of four different chains, four different franchises that have pharmacies as part of them. The good news is there are so many Safeways and Giants here in the area. In fact, there are at least three Giants that are within walking distance of my house. There's one right behind my house, and there's several others that you can get to just uh, with a, a brisk walk. So that's how many of them there are. But just yet- imagining like Paul Bunyan living down the street from you, and the Jolly Green Giants, <laughs> a block over, you know, oh, 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 gigantic. Like I, I'm three so- giants in walking distance. Like- that's right. We are uh, so important as tall people that we need our own chain of, uh, of pharmacies and grocery stores yeah. so we can fit in the door. It's exactly right. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. We all go shopping at the same place. Um, so here's the thing. This was the most moronic process. I, I referred to it as the incredible dumbness of the vaccine appointment sign-up process. I, I wrote about it in The Banter at thebanter.substack.com. And while it all ended up positively, where I finally did get my vaccine appointment, the process for the past 10 days or so has been just absolutely ludicrous. It seems to me as if some of these, and it's not all of the pharmacies, but some of the pharmacies are just using this as an opportunity to go data mining. Because, for example, um, I had this major, major issue with the Safeway sign-up process. And uh, I will say, on the upside, the Walgreens process is actually very, very simple. The Wegmans process is horrible the Safeway process gets an F like a like easily an F for being so effing stupid that's where the <laughs> F comes from because it is effing stupid and so here's I'm what you do I'm amazed though that it's been more efficient like I mean in Georgia it with it's been so simple like it, yeah it's weird to me like how is that happening? Yeah, well, it may be the population. It may be like yeah. uh, it's, it's the D.C. Metroplex here. So we are extraordinarily jam-packed in. I imagine it's the same way in Southern California for you, Jody. Well, uh, for here, what we did was because we, you know, we were allowed as of the first of the month. And so I started, a friend of mine's like, I got a, an appointment. I'm like, how? She goes, Walgreens. I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. So you have to join Walgreens first off, which I didn't like, mm-hmm. but I did it. Yeah. And it was literally, I believe it was Tuesday the 30th of March. Yeah. I was, it was early in the morning and I was like, I don't, because we were like, you can make appointments on April 1st. So I think mm-hmm. people my age were waiting until April 1st to make appointments. Yeah. So I was just trying and I got myself an appointment and then Lonnie was exercising outside. So I ran out there, you know, it was like 7.15 in the morning. I said, you need to sign up. You need to get this going because we have to get it. Right. And so luckily we got the same time slot at the same place. I did not like having to sign up. And then they, they automatically gave us the second appointment, which was great, Mm -hmm. but it's four weeks versus the three weeks, which it should be. So right now what I'm trying to do Kroger, which is owns Ralph's uh, grocery stores around here, they're doing it in certain grocery stores. And so I keep going to their website like, I just need the second shot, and I'd like to get it on the 22nd instead of waiting to the 29th, because then I can see people on Mother's Day. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, Mother's um, Day. We got Memorial Day around the corner, exactly. too. Exactly. Yep. So I, I every time I go to Ralph's, they're like, wait until you need your second shot, which Walgreens told me I needed to wait until, like, the 20th to look at. So I'm, every day, though, I'm like, I'm 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm up. I'm still trying to get an appointment for the 22nd, just in case. You know, we don't... Just Shirley MacLaine in terms of endearment. I am. Yeah. Give me the shot. Give the shot. <laughs> exactly. It's after 10. They said she had to hang on until 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, whenever I hear the name Ralph's as a grocery store chain, which we don't have out here. We don't have Ralph's on the East Coast. But uh, mm-hmm. whenever I hear that, I imagine it's owned by Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. And when you go in... <laughs> 
<laughs> you can buy some berries that taste like burning. That's See, my brain goes Judy Bloom when I hear the word Ralph. So <laughs> that's the, I go right there. I go to yeah. the. No, it's not most... even that. Uh, just ask Kimberly what Ralph means yeah. when it comes to Judy Bloom. She'll know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask her. She's a Judy Bloom expert. She's a Judy Bloom historian, Kimberly. Oh, she knows exactly when I, when we talked about it. She know, she I, she brought up the book and I went, oh Ralph. She goes, of course Ralph. It's like it's a. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's chicks know this with that. All you have to say is Ralph, and you go, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, but here, just going back to the the sign up process before we get too far afield, um, the Safeway process was absolutely ludicrous. Where you you start out on vaccinefinder.org, and they they give you a list of all of the available vaccines in your area, and so you click on the Safeway link, and it takes you to the Safeway website, and you go through the process. First, you enter your zip code and the the radius of where you want to travel. So I was putting in my zip code and then like 20 miles, I think, was the maximum distance that was available on the site. And so they take you to another page where they do this really super cutesy faux text message process where you're texting with a robot, but before you're able to text with the robot, you have to prove to the Safeway website that you're not a robot. So you think, okay, I'm really urgently trying to get through this process so I can see if there's an appointment that I need to hurry and sign up for the appointment. But in the meantime, Safeway's asking me if I'm Flick a robot. all the squares with school buses in them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find the squares that do not have a stop sign in them. And like, what? Have you seen the two British women that are like, are you a robot? No, not a robot. That's exactly what a robot would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, we always, we always play in the after party the John Mulaney stand-up bit where he talks about, you know, how you have to prove that you're not a robot to another robot. And, and he plays it almost like a, a gatekeeper character from a fantasy movie. It's so <laughs> hilarious. But so you do that, and then it takes you to the fake text message uh, format where you got to go through and you got your texting with a robot where they're asking you questions and you respond and it looks like a text message. And so once you get through that, then they give you a calendar that shows the open dates. And sometimes it's just today's date, which is completely unclickable. Or they show you like a free date, say, for example, Saturday has a green square around it. So you click on that and then it says below no dates available at all. I mean, so giving you the calendar is completely pointless because the text right below the calendar right. says there are no appointments at all available. So you got to start all over again. But occasionally, I got past that where I'd click on a date on the little calendar in the text message, you know, fake text message thing. And then it would say, okay, we have this time available, 1 p.m. on this date. And then you have to click on that time and hit submit. And then it takes you to... Uh, a whole page where, and this is where the data mining comes in, where you have to give every bit of information about yourself. I was expecting it to ask for my colon x-rays, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and so it's like you give it name, address, social security, last four digits of your social security number for some reason, your race, your ethnicity, your date of birth, and the way they have you enter the, the air date of speed birth. of a northbound swallow. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> It's so contrived and ridiculous. And so you go through this whole process and you're thinking, Jesus, I hope uh, someone doesn't snatch this appointment out from under me while I'm filling out all of these forms because it doesn't it takes forever to fill in your email. You have to put your email address in like three different times, which just, again, screams out to me, data mining, data mining, data mining. Like, oh, God, what are they doing here? So once you get through that entire thing, all the way down to adding your digital signature, for fuck's sake, once I got through all of that, and mind you, this process happened several times, I get through that entire data mining process, fill in my digital signature, hit submit, and then another fucking calendar comes up. And it says, there are no more dates available. Fuck them. And so I, why didn't the appointment get locked in when I chose it before I had to go through and spend a half an hour entering all of my personal information? Why wasn't the appointment locked in as soon as I clicked on the time and date? So what happened is, every time I went to fill out my personal information, someone else who was doing the same thing finished their personal information before I did and was able to snatch the appointment out from under me. So it's the dumbest goddamn process. And that, that was Safeway. Uh, giant, not quite as bad. Uh, I know that both Wegmans and Sam's Club 
both made you sign up for an account on the site before you set up your appointment. If there were any appointments available at all, which you don't know until you've already set up your account on the site. So it's a ludicrous part of the process. And of course, I discovered that last year, Donald Trump himself established the policy of farming out the vaccines to the major drugstore franchises, the major pharmacies. And so that could be part of the problem. I mean, look, (laughs) this is the dumbest goddamn thing, much like voting, much like voting in this country. It should be as easy, especially given the gravity of the crisis, it should be as easy as pulling up to a McDonald's drive-thru and getting a hamburger. That's how simple it should be. And I guess for some groups in some areas, it's been that simple. But those of us who live in in populated areas uh, are having a hell of a time. I can't even imagine... You know, working a real job. I mean, I I host a podcast and I write a column for the Daily Banter. I have some time to screw around on the Internet trying to set up a COVID appointment. I can't imagine if you don't have the time or you don't have the Internet access to be able to do it. You're kind of screwed. You're kind of left to the whatever the default is, whether it's through your doctor or waiting for that to happen. (sighs) While, yes, there are millions and millions of people getting vaccinated and we are really progressing and it is getting better. The process is just incredible dumbness. That's the only way I can really define it. It's apparently even worse in Europe right now. Because I have a friend who is an expat living in Italy. And, like, (laughs) she's watching us, like, go through this and get all pissed off that we're having such a hard time getting appointments. And she's Mm -hmm. just like, we don't even know when we're going to, you know, it's like, it could be August. I mean, it's just like, she's like, yeah, boo-hoo, cry me a river, America. Um, yeah, no. the only I think the only country doing better than us is Israel right now. Oh, really? I wonder why that. Yeah, they're is. they're they're just they're they went. Well, you have to have a vaccine. You have to have proof of vaccine to go anywhere in the country. Hmm. So they're making it as easy as possible for people to get vaccinated, so that they can. They're almost back to pre-COVID um, economy at this point. Wow, I believe they- they're like ninety percent or ninety-eight percent at least one dose i mean we're doing well in california we're 40 percent one dose so far so we're doing pretty well here don't tell don jr that israel requires a vaccine passport because he's going to do a guy's video on uh well, he does i mean they do that they were the first country to go no we're going to do this and they're <laughs> yes, doing it with a q code with paper as well as you can have it digitally you can have it both ways so that mm-hmm. people that don't have cell phone access or whatever they can still utilize it to go into stores and restaurants and theaters and get yeah. on a plane and, and travel inside the country um mm-hmm. So uh, there was a I, I read an article today that there was some um, fitness place, you know, like a not Gold's Gym in particular, but a place like that, that basically was telling people if you're vaccinated, you're not allowed. Oh, right. That's in New Jersey. Yeah. And it's like and they're not even supposed to be open at all anyway. But it's mm-hmm. like, really, you're going to prevent vaccinated people from coming in. Yeah. In fact, the, I think the New Jersey story that I saw was a gym that was offering discounts to people who weren't vaccinated. That's just so dumb. Yeah. I think it was free memberships to people without vaccinations. Which is just... I don't understand that. That makes... Yes. And they also (laughs) provide some Brondo to spread on the crops, too. So there's that. At least there's the Brondo and the the burrito coverings. They need electrolytes. (laughs) Yes. The phenomenal idiocracy in this country is beyond description now. But, you know, I wanted to mention, too... um, uh, with regard to Don Jr. and his Rumble videos, his guys' videos, uh, Hal Sparks on Tuesday did his uh, live streaming show where he goes through all this video and and makes fun of it, stops and starts it, and then makes fun of what the people are saying, whether it's Mike Lindell or Don Jr. or whoever. And he did one with Don Jr.'s vaccine passport video rant, which is one of the funniest, literally one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Hal Sparks... <laughs> Pulling apart that video and also nailing, nailing the Don Jr. impression and the hand gestures and all the rest of it. I mean, we all know Hal Sparks is immensely funny and multi-talented. I mean, Hal Sparks, you talk about a guy who could host a variety show. I think Hal Sparks could host a variety show. He can sing, he can dance, he can tell jokes, he can do sketches. He should do it. But this video, I strongly recommend that you uh, if you have the time, because they're long, they're epic shows. I think they're like hours and hours long because he's got mm-hmm. lots of video to go through. But if you have the time, go watch House Sparks. 
streaming video. Start with Tuesday's show with the Don Jr. vaccine passport video. It is immensely hysterical. Plus, there's a conversation between Diamond and Silk and Mike Lindell. <laughs> that is that he oh, pulls God. apart as well. That is again absolute genius. But uh, Hal Sparks did a bit on the Stephanie Miller anniversary show uh, last weekend where he did a song called Florida Man. I think Jody, you saw it. Oh I, yeah, it was very funny. Yes, I have a DM into Hal Sparks asking him if I can play it on the show, and as soon as he says yes, I'll play it on the show because I've got I'm it sure all. I'm sure he'll say yes. I've got it all loaded up. It is so immensely hysterical, and the best thing about it is, it's like a Neil Young style song. Mm-hmm. Acoustic guitar song where he sings about all the different Florida man stories. And he starts out, and only after the first line or two do you realize that they're all based on actual news stories. All the Mm -hmm. insane things is a Florida man does this and this and this. And then a a headline appears, and it's the actual headline. It's a graphic, yeah. (laughs) Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, you haven't done the thing where you Google Florida man and your birthday and see what comes up. Oh, no, I haven't done that Mine is like man slaps partner with iguana. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait, I got to do In beer dispute. Yeah, just put your birth date without the year, and and you'll get every year what happens on your birthday. Because Florida, I guess they just release all arrest records. Okay. Unlike other states where it's like you have to kind of find them, whereas Florida, that's why Florida man stories are so easy to find is because of the laws there. Basically, once you're busted, you're busted. I got a really good one. I just entered my uh, birthday, July 12th, and uh, and Florida man, in the words Florida man. The headline, mm-hmm. Florida man without arms charged after allegedly stabbing tourist with his feet. So that's... <laughs> See? <laughs> genius. Genius, wow. all Wait, kinds mine, of... Here's mine. Uh, Florida man arrested for DUI after mistaking bank drive through for... <laughs> For Taco Bell. (laughs) Wait, I got another one. January 18th, Florida man destroys nest full of wasps with his bare hands. That's brilliant, dude. Seriously. Uh, Oh, my God. What would we do without Florida man, huh? The worst superhero Oh, wait. Florida man threatens to kill neighbors with kindness, which was the name of his sword. (laughs) Well, thank you, Florida. Thank you, Florida. Jesus. Okay, so... Uh, While well, so we're we, talking about Florida, what's up with Matt Gates? Why does he still have a job? No kidding. But, I mean, he's crying himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillow. That's what he's doing because <laughs> he's... my pillow. Huge pillow. <laughs> That's right. He's head from So I Married an Axe Murderer. We learned this week that... Uh, Joel Greenberg, who, by the way, I've been referring to as Jeff Greenberg because I'm a moron. But uh, Joel Greenberg apparently has turned state's evidence. He's flipped. And so he's and usually, as as we were discussing on Fugelsang's show last night, usually when people flip, they flip upwards. The, the point is to get people above people like Joel Greenberg, not to get the people below Joel Greenberg. So Matt Gates has got to be at the top of that list, especially given all of the leaks that have come out i mean you put two and two together and you get matt gates's giant forehead uh he deposited 900 dollars in joel greenberg's venmo account allegedly and then joel greenberg turned around and gave 900 dollars to three different girls and the subject lines were tuition school and school which is one of them though that that they they gave money for ass and they had like a, an emoji of a of a hotel. I mean, these are new things for ass. Like Did you say they, yeah. they gave money Somebody, for ass? Yeah, for ass, for a piece of ass. Because um, <laughs> I believe that came out yesterday or something. I know that Stephanie was talking about it this morning. And then there was emojis of like a little hotel. Oh my god! Oh my god. Money for ass is the name of today's show. Uh, I will double check. <laughs> I believe that that was that was like it dropped last night or something. <laughs> my it's god. Just, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, you know, it. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So uh, bad news for uh, Matt Gates all around. But, you know, he's got the support of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, and Donald Trump, all of whom went, What are you doing? No, no, no. Don't mention us. Don't bring us into this. Donald Trump won. I mean, Donald Trump will not touch Matt Gates with a 10 foot pole. Donald Trump will not touch Matt Gates with Donald Trump Jr.'s dick. Well, moving Yeah, on. I just I can't wait to see him on the stand with his giant forehead <laughs> just like dripping sweat. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, drowning of, the bailiff and you know. Yeah. yeah, the Daily Beast reported that an examination of Greenberg's Venmo transaction so dozens of suspicious and curiously titled payments, somewhere as simple as ass or a lipstick mark. <laughs> yeah. Others were more opaque, such as God. stuff and 
other stuff. <laughs> and ice cream was another one. Ice cream Jesus was another Christ. nickname. Were these public transactions? That's my thing. Like, I mean, the They're first Venmo. thing I did when I got Venmo was to make my tra- transactions private. Well, yeah. they might have I mean, been subpoenaed, so they might have them anyway. But three payments in the reviewed documents and the amounts of 500, 500, 250 were designed, designated for ice cream. Wait, what's the point of making... Five others were for salad. Why, why <laughs> on earth would anyone want their financial transactions to be public? I don't understand yeah, why, why I've never that understood feature. that about Venmo or cash yeah. or any of them. I mean, as soon as I got an account, is it there, maybe for I charity or to, to like if you're doing it for charity to show how much other people have raised? Yeah, or it could I don't be know, for real. Honestly, I think for Gates and Greenberg, it was a, like a dick measuring thing. It was you know maybe. they were, I, 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 I <laughs> you know it's like hey look you know yeah yeah uh, it's so gross it's well, so seedy and it's like the absolute just. Uh, the, the, the sanctimony with it. he goes on TV and just holds forth and is like you know yep. look at me look at me and then it's like ah yeah yeah um, yeah how long do you give him before he resigns uh, we'll go with David first David how how much time do you give him before he uh, steps down from Congress do you think he's going to at all or do you think he's going to stick around I think it's going to be the most bizarre spectacle that it could I mean he'll probably like ram a Ferrari into a bridge support or something like that <laughs> one financier did. Like I mean I I really before he Jeez. resigns um I cuz he I mean just the 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 arrogance I just mm-hmm. I, I don't see him having the humility to so I don't know what will happen. Um Yeah. But I, it's going to be tacky. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> That's you. That's true. Uh, whatever it is, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to make you want to feel like you need a silkwood shower. So yeah. What do you think, Jody? How long does Matt Gates have before he's got to go? I think it depends on what his lawyers find out. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, it's really going to depend on Greenberg and what Greenberg actually knows. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that Pelosi's the ethics committee is looking into what happened on the floor. Yeah. So other Congress people, other representatives are definitely going to be questioned right now. Mm-hmm. Looking at C-SPAN video. Yeah. <laughs> I see Matt Gates was showing you something on his phone. <laughs> Let's have a chat. Um, so, and they're going to, it's, that's very important information. What did you see? When did you see it? Yeah. Did you know, you know, what was going on? Yada, yada. So those other people are going to flip on Gates mm-hmm. for sure. And nobody likes him. Yeah. He's well, like he's worse than Ted Cruz when it comes to people that are not liked on the Hill. So I, I don't know. I think he's arrogant enough not to resign unless his daddy says, get out of there. I'm going to predict that he's going to be out before Fourth of July. I'm going to go okay. way out on a limb and say it's going to be Fourth of July. And you're both wrong. I just I realized I realized I just I just did a whole John McLaughlin thing with you guys. Jody Jojo Shabadoo Ham Sandwich. <laughs> I don't know, that's terrible. Who is your favorite beetle? Uh, John? <laughs> wrong! George! Wrong! George, wrong. <laughs> they were Pete. all equally fab. Pete Best, wrong! Uh, okay, well, um, we still want to talk. I, there's some news on the uh, shooting of Dante Wright that we want to talk about here in, in just a second. Also, uh, the economy is soaring, and I want to talk about those numbers here in, in just a few minutes. Plus, that guy, I don't know if you saw this video. We're going to talk about this uh, coming up in the second half of the show. That guy who was harassing uh, yeah. that black kid in that neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> something's happened to him. Yeah. What a shocker. Something's happened to the white guy. He's an act- active duty service. He's going through some things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, that's all still to come. But I want to thank all of our brand new subscribers. We surpassed 20 new members on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com in just a few days. And now I'm going to be making at least one behind-the-scenes video for all of our patrons. So if you're just joining us for the months of April and May, whenever we reach the threshold of 20 new subscribers, I'll produce an all-new behind-the-scenes video exclusively for our Patreon members. And all that happens at bobseskashow.com. Again, you can sign up for $1 per month, $5 per month, $10 per month, or $15 per month. A $5 a month subscription will get you our post-mortem shows recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcast. For $10 per month, you get the post-mortem shows plus the subscription-only after party with me and Kimberly Johnson. And for $15 per month, you get all of that, plus we take out all the commercials from the free show. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show.
Proof right here and a song of the same name. The song is called Rigorous Proof as well. It's from their album Postmodern Apocalypse. Rigorousproof.bandcamp.com to support these guys. Yes, we're rewinding all the way back to April of 2020, about halfway through our rewind month. And uh, that's when we played this song initially. I'd love to play a lot of the songs that we have. In fact, it'd be great if we could play all of the songs that we have. More than just once or twice. All at once. Yeah. Simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever done that on the show where I've played all of my sound effects on the soundboard at the same time? It's a horrible, horrible sound. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not good. But there is a button. For some reason, there is a button on my soundboard that says play all. Oh <laughs> and it's just a headache. All right. Oh, God damn it. Suck it, pooty poot. This is some great news. Uh, Joe Biden and the Biden administration have announced all new sanctions against Russia for Ooh. a variety of reasons. This is all fantastic news. Uh, CNN's Marshall Cohen reports, for the first time ever, the U.S. government said Russian agent Konstantin Kalimnik, Kostya, good old Kostya, provided Russian intelligence agencies with the internal Trump campaign polling strategy data he received from Manafort and Gates in 2016. Even Mueller didn't go that far. And suggesting that Treasury is going to target Russian leaders, officials, intelligence services and and their proxies that attempt to interfere in the U.S. electoral process or subvert U.S. democracy, said uh, Janet Yellen. This is the start of a new U.S. campaign against Russian malign behavior. Thank God. Oh, my God. It is the end episode of Maddo tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It is the end of a horrible, horrible era. Where Donald Trump was, you know, I mean, you can talk about Helsinki, you can talk about any number of examples where Donald Trump was given Vladimir Putin's sloppy rim jobs behind closed doors and then emerging and making... What, did I just make you <laughs> nauseous, David? Did I? I just threw up in my heart a little bit. <laughs> you mean the notion of Donald Trump doing a... An, an ah, stop, stop! Oh, God damn it. <laughs> That is just a famous first. I can't believe I've been censored on my show by David Ferguson. <laughs> the T Rex himself. That particular mental image of little teeny tiny Putin sitting on that giant orange fat face. <laughs> <and> just... <sighs> it is pretty gross. I have no actual uh, Part verified of my immortal soul just died. Yeah, I got better throwing an allegedly in there. Uh, Donald Trump yeah, allegedly uh, gave a sloppy rim job to Vladimir Putin in Helsinki. I'm just saying. It's alleged. It's apparently, reportedly, but yeah. So this is all great news, and and finally, I think uh, Russia is going to have to pucker up a little bit uh, because you know the the boss is back in the bosses are back in town. No more rolling over for Russia and letting them do whatever the fuck they want. They are going to face consequences, and the best way for retribution against Vladimir Putin is to hit him economically, because already he's a. First of all, he's an, an enormously unpopular president. I mean, he's not very popular. And the only way he's staying in office is because he keeps passing legislation to say he can stay in office. I think he gets to stay in office and now. And poisoning his opponents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, murdering his opponents. That's another way. Um, so this is the way to hit him because the Russian economy, which is smaller than Italy, and you hit them with economic sanctions. Like Konstantin Kalimnik getting nailed with economic sanctions is wonderful because not only does that... Uh, you know, exact some retribution against the guy who was involved in the corrupting of our elections. But also it commits to the record the fact that Konstantin Kalimnik was working with Paul Manafort and they were giving over all of this polling data and campaign strategy to Kalimnik, who was giving it to Deripaska, allegedly, who was giving it to Vladimir Putin and sharing it all around. So this is one of the avenues of collusion. Yes, collusion in all capital letters. There was collusion. And it was Manafort, Kalimnik, Deripaska. And by the way, Deripaska also doing all kinds of business with uh, Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. Uh, again, mm-hmm. verified information. Deripaska swooping in. Well, you know, Mitch McConnell doesn't want corporations interfering in politics unless it's a Russian corporation. Then bring mm-hmm. it on. Uh, bring it back up the money and load it up. Doot, doot, doot. Dump it right here. Thank you very much. But um, there is uh, more news here on the uh, shooting of Dante Wright, which uh, yet another example 
of this culture of shooting first and asking questions later. And that is, we've seen you know countless examples of this. Um, and unfortunately, Dante Wright is gone. You know, can't defend himself. But the former Minnesota police officer who shot and killed Dante Wright during a traffic stop was arrested and charged with second-degree manslaughter. Kim Potter resigned from the Brooklyn Center Police Department on Tuesday, and under Minnesota law, a person convicted of second-degree manslaughter can face up to 10 years behind bars and a fine of up to $20,000. So bad news for her, but, you know, what are you going to do? We've also seen countless occasions where the white cop gets away with it, and Mm -hmm. there's no justice for the black victim. I mean, occasion after occasion. And you know what? literally the jury is still out on the Derek Chauvin case. They're going to be out next week. They, the defense rested, so closing arguments start next week. Yeah, and Chauvin took the, uh, pled the fifth today. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be testifying uh, you know, for his uh, defense counsel. But as poorly as the defense went yesterday, uh, where the prosecution just steamrolled their witnesses, mm-hmm. Uh, as badly as that all went, as well as the prosecution went for all that time. I mean, just the, the sole example alone of the police chief's testimony, which was so mm-hmm. utterly compelling. Despite all of that, I get the sense that still justice is going to lean in the direction of the white cop because it always does. I don't. Not yeah. on I, this one. I'm really? more hopeful, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just feel like you. Can, I mean, and the fact that the one, like the the one, like expert that the defense brought was someone who was like received his like medical examiner training under the apartheid regime in South mm-hmm. Africa. Yeah. Uh, it, I just I feel like Derek Chauvin is is guilty, and mm. I think that I, I just I, I think that the. Things I've heard about the disposition of the jury and the ways that they've responded to different witnesses. To me, this feels different. Yeah, I hope that I'm right. I I hope you guys. I hope you guys are both right, and I hope that I'm terribly, terribly wrong. It's the same principle as when uh, you know I was making predictions about Donald Trump. I was hoping I was wrong about all of it. Uh, There's no ego here. I hope I'm terribly wrong when it comes to the Derek Chauvin case, and there is justice for George Floyd. And my uh, concern is the judge not allowing the carbon monoxide testimony to come in today that the prosecution wanted to point out. Yeah. Um, that was because the judge seems very pro police to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, so one thing that that <laughs> Chauvin, if he gets convicted on any of the counts, um, he had such bad counsel mm-hmm. yep. that I see him once he files an appeal, not having to go to prison <laughs> and yeah. and getting a new trial. Mm-hmm. Um, because his counsel was, t- I could have done a better job and just following law and order bad stuff that like people yeah. that have done the law and order closing and openings, the judges always go, that's not how it's done. So he's had such bad counsel yeah. that he should have pled out. He should have pled to third degree murder mm-hmm. and taken his 10 years. Cause he's not going to get the 40. I guarantee it. Yeah. He's not going to get, even if he's convicted of the highest crime, he's not going to get the harshest sentence. Oh, right, I guarantee right. it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think you're right about that, too. Um, if it happens, it's going to be a, a lesser sentence. But, I mean, here's It'll what, be the lowest he has to serve. It will be the minimum that he has to serve, not the maximum, mainly because he's never been convicted of a violent crime up until now. Yeah, my, my opinion is informed by a couple of things. The, obviously, culture of racism and the trend where most of these cops do end up walking between the raindrops and getting off. Uh, but there's also the fact that um, at least this is when my view of the course of the trial changed when the judge was such a an insane dick to that EMT, the off-duty yeah. EMT. Yeah, God, he was. And when I saw that happen, that's when I went, uh-oh, this is not going to go the way I was hoping it would go. As the a, judge doesn't ultimately make the decision. No, he doesn't. And And the thing is, is how many women are on that jury? Do we know? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Trust me, being a lady person, yeah. seeing him talk to her like that, her... Mm. The her, jury was out of the room. Oh, I thought that she was testifying when he yelled at her for not answering a question. No, it was after... Because remember, she's like, are we live? Are we recording? Because he was like, the jury had left the room and he was like, I okay. need to speak with you. And, you know, 
before the court, but not before the jury. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think. Oh, uh, because I mean, if the jury had witnessed that, any woman on that jury would be like, "Oh no." Uh huh. Right. Well, if it was up to the uh, defense, I don't think there would be any women on the jury. That's true. You know? They got to get as many white guys as they can because of the white guy brotherhood. By the way, I just got some breaking news from uh, Kimberly Johnson here uh, via CNBC. Uh, the CEO of Pfizer says that a third COVID vaccine dose will be likely required within 12 months. For those, of I us, believe that yeah. we're gonna. My my view is this is this is an endemic disease like the flu mm -hmm. that we're gonna have to get shots minimum once a year, potentially twice a year for the foreseeable future, and then it'll be once a year like the flu once humans have enough of it in our system that we can fight it naturally. Yay! Uh, no, this is definitely had had it stopped where it should have, mm -hmm. like SARS-CoV-1 and MRSA. Yeah, they didn't get time to mutate. That's why it stopped cold. Um, because we've allowed it to mutate, it's the flu. We're just going to have to deal with this. And luckily now the antibody stuff is coming out so that dealing with it's going to be better in the future. Yeah. Less people will die. Less people, because of vaccinations, will have to be hospitalized. But this is something we're just going to have to get shots. I'm glad, because I was thinking that today. I'm like, okay, once we get the boosters, do I have to stay on the Pfizer for the rest of my life because I've gotten the Pfizer mRNA? Yeah. Or can I switch to Moderna or can I switch to J&J &J or other manufacturers? Am I Because of the mRNA vaccine that I got, mm -hmm. is that the only way I'm going to have to go forward in the future? And I'm glad to hear Pfizer's got their next shot ready. Yeah, and we have to obviously look at the previous administration look at the previous mm -hmm. year of just dragging their feet liberate michigan liberate virginia mm -hmm. the rest of it ignoring shirking the covid protocols for a year setting a horrible example barely doing anything other than operation warp speed and mm -hmm. then beyond that it was just like hey do whatever the fuck you want you're allowed go 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 do mm -hmm. pool parties beach parties have at it you're trump supporters you deserve it say nothing of the rallies themselves and so we we wouldn't be in this situation if we'd all done the right thing a year ago. I don't know that we would be in a scenario where we'd have to get vaccinated no. once a year. No. I think they we would have stopped been... it. They would have vaccinated once and it would have been done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But now you've got this whole segment of the population, an entire demographic, mostly politically motivated, who are blowing holes in the concept of getting vaccinated in the first place. They're demonizing the concept of having a vaccine passport, which isn't even a real piece of legislation, by the way, Don That's Jr. what I was going to say earlier. I'm not even super clear what a fucking vaccine passport is supposed to be. Like, well, it's just like you, you get a card after you're vaccinated. You get a, a slip. Yeah. It's like a, a, it's like right, a index one. card, yeah, right? And it's got yeah. your information on there. And instead of carrying that around wherever you go, because it can get frayed, it can get torn, it can get wet, it right. can get lost, you would have a QR code on right. an app on your phone that you can show in case you want to show that you've got vaccinated. Well, and, and then you can print it out, too. I mean, they're, they're, because of people that won't be able to do that. Yeah. Because like when you travel outside of this country, if you want to go to Australia, you want to go to parts of Africa, you want to go to various different countries, you uh -huh. have to have a vaccine a y that's a yellow card yeah. that's filled out with what you've been inoculated, yellow fever being the number one, right. malaria shots. I mean, there's various things that you have to get to go to other countries or they're not letting you in. Right, right. And your children uh, have to be vaccinated for them to go to, to school. To go to school, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, this is all obvious. This is common sense shit. We are in an unprecedented situation where there is a global pandemic and what we can do to be safe is quite self-explanatory. It's just it's so obvious. And the fact that we're in this situation where we have to constantly corral these fucking fascist idiocrats into doing the right thing is infuriating. It's as if they don't even realize the gravity of the situation, and they don't. They don't, and they never will, because it suits them politically to just be dicks and ignoramuses about it. I hope, I hope to some level that there will be some form of retribution slash comeuppance, uh, you know, to hold some of these people accountable for making this thing far worse than it was, and, and specifically in terms of the death count, in terms of the affection rate, in terms of the fact that we spent a year with the economy being risked, people's lives destroyed because they don't have their paychecks, they don't have their jobs, they can't pay their bills. I mean, the number of eviction notices that I see on doors in our own apartment complex is ludicrous. That those, first of all, the fact that uh, eviction notices are even being handed out while there's still a pandemic and a lot of people can't go to work and can't earn enough money to pay their goddamn rent is unjust 
to do that. So um, there are so many different layers to this awful, awful onion. And I hope at some point that we can get a, you know, and I know that Congress is working on a commission to examine what the fuck went wrong. In fact, right now. I feel the, like we need a massive class action suit against Fox News. You know, just as citizens, oh, we yeah. should be able to like Donald Trump. Them. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a man in New Jersey, uh, and I don't actually have my. I'm not going to touch my computer because I don't want my mic to turn off. If one of you guys <laughs> wants to look at this, there is a guy who is launching a class action suit against the Trump administration for the mishandling of the COVID right. response. Mm. Um, I read it this morning, but yeah. I can't. Well, that's going to be. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because it's uncharted territory. We've never had a situation where there's a commander in chief who's decided, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to do the paint by numbers process for preventing a pandemic. I'm just not going to bother with it. We've never been in that place before. I mean, that's again, the danger of playing grab ass with the fucking white house. Yep. Playing grab ass with your presidential vote. This is what you get. You get an incompetent president who, when faced with a pandemic, says, ah, fuck the CDC, fuck the NIH. We don't need Dr. Fauci. And, and moving forward as if it's not even happening because you're so concerned to get, about getting reelected. You're so concerned about a repeat of 2008 happening again with an economic calamity or whatever. Donald Trump's thinking, I assure you, Donald Trump was thinking a year ago that I'm not going to let 2008 happen to me. You know, with the financial collapse that ruined the chances of John McCain getting elected, which is how he's thinking, how Trump is thinking about it. So that was part of his motivation. It's infuriating. And now you've got all of these hate crimes against uh, Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders. But fortunately, uh, the Senate is now taking up this COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act which uh, intends to combat violence against Asian Americans by designating a Justice Department employee to expedite the review of hate crimes reported to police during the pandemic. So the Stop AAPI hate organization documented at least 3,795 attacks. From last March to February 2021, at least 60 senators are needed to advance the legislation, which would require bipartisan support. But I mean, you got to look, another thing that you got to drop at Donald Trump's feet for the China virus and demonize, constantly demonizing China, doing that shit for a year. Telling all his people, his gun-toting supporters, yeah, it's, it's all about Chinese people. They're responsible for this. They sent it here. They sent it to us. As if, you know, uh, President Xi put it in an envelope with a recipe for big chocolate cake and sent it to the United <laughs> States, you know, FedEx or some shit. And said, uh-oh, we opened this beautiful, FedEx package. Beautiful, beautiful chocolate cake. Big, beautiful yeah. chocolate cake. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't believe that actually happened. President Xi of China was at Mar-a-Lago eating chocolate cake with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump starts to just blab to him about a a top-secret mission to bomb something in the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe we got through that. I know. I'm surprised we got through that without a huge international incident. Yeah. Besides COVID, which was a huge international (laughs) incident. I'm just glad we didn't have a nuclear war. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I was kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking that was going to happen at some point. But Same here. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, David? You know, oh, it was just we have his own inability to pay attention to anything for more than five minutes. That, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. He didn't do more damage than he did internationally. Right, right. Um, just because he's so fucking disorganized and incompetent. But like... Well, the the upside is there are now fully competent people back in charge of the executive branch of the United States government. One third of the government is now occupied by competent people, people who belong in positions of authority, uh, people who know how to be leaders, who know how to competently run the government. And as a consequence of that, the economy is soaring. We're going to have those numbers and uh, a bit more as we uh, run through our big Thursday show uh, back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? 
So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show, Indie Music Rewind, April 2020. Little words hide between the lines I've heard. Every day brings one more thing. Losing all that I keep near. Now as I lay down to sleep, I pray to God this world to keep. One more time. Yeah, welcome back to the show. It's uh, Terry Morris right here. A song called One Big Lie from No Confessions. TerryMorris.bandcamp.com. By the way, I forgot to mention Rigorous Proof's uh, Bandcamp page. That's RigorousProof.bandcamp.com. Lots of band camps today. Uh, again, we're re- rewinding all the way back to uh, April 2020 with the shows here. And the Indie Music Countdown at the end of the month is going to basically be all the same songs that we heard on the April 2020 uh, Indie Music Countdown. That'll be coming up in a couple of weeks here on the show. After I've had my first vaccination at long last at the gigantic pharmacy. <laughs> I hope you know. I hope they don't use gigantic syringes, too. No, <laughs> it's really, it's it doesn't, it's you don't feel it. It's teeny tiny. I mean, I've had flu shots are more painful oh yeah um, going in um tetanus is the worst um but no i didn't even notice it well i'm pretty tolerant when it comes to i'm not i have no fear of injections or blood draws right. or anything like that so i'm not a, a scared of the needles i'm just thinking if i go to this gigantic food store this gigantic pharmacy behind our place <laughs> then the, because we're, me and paul bunyan are going in there and uh, <laughs> they're gonna pull out a syringe the size of a vacuum cleaner basically yeah. also also thanos <laughs> thanos goes to that pharmacy right? and right. Uh, dark side from the dc uh-huh. universe also there um <laughs> So because we're all gi- we're all gigantic, but you know my concern is that they're going to use uh, appropriately sized syringes, and I'll get one that looks like a like fire- turkey baster size. <laughs> yeah, like fireplace billows. That's how they're going <laughs> to boink. You know, shove that in my shoulder. No, it's it's seriously like when she did it, I'm like, that's it. Does the second one hurt more? She goes, no, it feels exactly the same. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I hope I, I hope mine makes a cartoony sound like this when it goes in. I hope that uh, here we go, That'd Bob. Be cool. All right, here we go. We're going in. Here comes your Pfizer injection. Oh! I mean, my my arm was sore the next day mm-hmm. for maybe a day and a half sore. Yeah. Lonnie's yeah, was more bit. sore because he's he's super muscular. Even though he's thin, he's it's all muscle. He doesn't have fat on his body <laughs> like I do. Um, so it hurt him maybe for two days. But just move your arm around a lot. Okay. Um, right after, so that it, once you start moving it around, it moves the the vaccination, the immunization around your body faster because it's moving. It's not staying in your shoulder so long. That's one. And also rub on it, like you know, ow. And then drink plenty, plenty, plenty of water. Hydrate like crazy so you can avoid a headache. And don't take any over the counter medications until after symptoms are onset. If you get a headache, fine, take it, but don't take anything to prevent pain because that can diminish the usage of the vaccination. So Kimberly, and that is your medical report for me. There you go. So Kimberly and I shouldn't do our daily Charlie horse contest where we just punch each other Probably relentlessly not. in our shoulders. No, no, yeah, no. Not well, not the shoulder that you're going to get the needle, maybe the other one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you have right shoulder today, Kimberly. Just yeah, boom, just, boom. yeah, do that. Yeah, do yeah. your dominant, do your dominant side. It's, it's like how a, we, it's how we have a, a healthy relationship. We just, we're just constantly punching each other <laughs> in the shoulder. Take this. Ow. Ow. I don't care. See, Lonnie and I go for tickling. Like, if I get in, within six inches of his stomach, he's like, don't do it. I am. I, that's the thing about me. I am super duper ticklish. And so you can even, all you have to do is go, Bob, I'm about to tickle you. And I'll just like, yeah. Because I had a twin brother that was a little bit bigger than me, and he yeah. would tickle me until I peed. And so, yeah, I just <laughs> learned to turn it off. Like I That's funny. My mom almost killed my dad. Uh, really? What? By tickling She's, him? Really? Y- no, no. She is super, super ticklish at the bottom of her feet. Oh, I see. She can't even get a pedicure. It's that bad. And so one after one evening, when they were still living in New York, I think mm-hmm. Carrie was born, but I'm not 100. percent So she, if she was born, she was an infant. Yeah. And they had they were living on the high up in this apartment in New York, and it was summer, so the windows were open. 
And dad grabbed her ankle and started tickling the bottom of one of her feet. And she's like dying. She's like, Joe, stop it. And she's dying. She finally pulls both legs up and pushes with all of her might, her feet, to the point where because the bed faced the window, (gasps) my dad caught himself in the window. (laughs) Oh, my God. And she's like, look, all the cops would have had to do is tickle me. And then I would it's self-defense. <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, he. Um, I mean, he caught himself, and as he almost fell out the window, it was that that was that a close to the window, and two, she was that strong. I see. I don't tickle Kimberly. I make it a rule not to because <laughs> she smart. could she could destroy me. She's deceptively strong. I mean, she's tall. She's I mean, she's six feet tall. I mean, she's right. four, still four inches t- uh, shorter than me, but she is powerful. So like, mm. if I, I've tried that before, or I've tried to tickle her, <laughs> and she grabs a hold of my hand and it's almost like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon where you squeeze the hand and the fingers inflate really large. <laughs> I'm suddenly imagining her in the Captain Marvel outfit. You know, like. Yeah. She'd look good in that. You should get her that. Yeah, that's um, right. She'd look great Just in that. Just like, like, you're like bones grinding in your wrist. You yeah, know? yeah. Stop. Yeah. S- um, suddenly I'm thinking you- about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which uh, Jody and I should probably Oh my God, talk did, about you, so did you see last Friday's already? I did. I did. <gasps> I I like Travis's Travis Bones' analysis of it. He said, uh, uh, "Steve Rogers is the the America we want to be, but John Walker is the America we are," <laughs> which yeah. is very very appropriate. It was. Yeah, it I mean was, that that last sh- that last moment. I'm like, that did not just happen. Yeah, Ho- fucking horrible, horrible. <gasps> yeah, it's, 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 I got no idea what we're talking. It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, it's okay. You know, the nerds Tucker are Carlson talking. It's like it's, actually like sowing doubt about the efficacy of the vaccines did yeah. you see that from like yeah. before he last? should be fired yeah i just didn't he say maybe we're still adhering to the covid protocols because maybe the vaccine doesn't work that's what he said oh my god oh my god only t- what 22 percent of us are fully vaccinated in the country shut the f up i'm sorry yeah. I didn't say fuck shut the fuck up tight tucker i mean he just he's like but he's like using it because he's trying to distract from the fact that he was like openly referencing like stormfront and info yeah. wars the other yeah. night like He's like, well, let me just say something even more vile. So that's the- right to change the subject. It's the tr- it's Trumpism. That's what that is. Yeah. Didn't didn't uh, Geraldo yell at Dan Bongino on Sean Hannity? <laughs> yes, he is. You're a punk. What? You're a punk, Bongino. You're a punk. And Bongino goes, uh, well, you wouldn't say that to my face. But you know, the, yeah, it's, we're talking about Geraldo. Geraldo would say it to right. his face. Geraldo's taking a chair to the face, buddy. Yeah. Don't like. <laughs> well, and then what was funny was on Twitter, everybody's like, "Ooh, noted liberal Geraldo of Rivera." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? We don't claim his ass. What the fuck?" It's so funny. I have like a almost a personal connection to both Geraldo and Tucker Carlson. I always tell this story when I was living in Hawaii. I was invited to be on uh, Geraldo's radio show, and oh, wow. so I got it. Yeah, I did a whole segment on Geraldo's show, and like halfway through suddenly brings in Tucker Carlson. So it's me, Geraldo and Tucker Carlson. And Tucker's like, uh, you know, he's Tucker's complaining about Barack Obama's uh, corporate fundraising during the 2012 election cycle. And I said, okay, Tucker, if you want to join me in campaign finance reform, please, you're welcome. You can help us. Please do. And he was crickets chirping. He did not respond to that. So he just like walked right into it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, good. You're making a case, uh, you know, for campaign finance reform. Thank you very much, Tucker Carlson, conservative Tucker Carlson. But yeah, he said on his show, he said, you know, does that mean the vaccine doesn't work? Like, so it's a conspiracy the vaccine doesn't work, right? That's the the latest thing. Republicans are like, it's like abortions for Republicans. They get one, you know, they get the vaccine. They just don't talk about it. Like, and they don't want anybody else to get it. what, What is medicine anyway? You know, <laughs> what is getting a I'm vaccine? Thinking, like, anyway? if this, like, if they're talking about this whole swath of white Republican men that refuse to get the vaccine, and most of them are in their 60s and 70s, and I'm like, I'm kind of not necessarily seeing the problem here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they're, they're going to self-select to be extinct, I mean, okay. I mean, how do we vaccinated? How do we really know there's actual medicine in the syringes? How do we know that the <laughs> syringes are real? Maybe they're Hollywood syringes that don't actually go into the skin. We don't know. What is a syringe anyway? <laughs> like, God damn you. Okay, well, here's some Did good news. Did you see where the nearly bankrupt uh, NRA like, gave Dan Bongino like $1.5 million to stay with their failing TV network? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, and they're also active in getting that Tennessee uh, constitutional carry law passed. Uh, but like where this money that flies around on the other side, it's just like, why is anyone giving Dan Bongino one and a half million dollars for anything? You're a punk, Bongino. You're a punk. I call you a <laughs> punk. Did you hear me? You're a punk. He's like, yeah, suddenly Geraldo Rivera is from like the 1940s. Yeah, you're going to be swimming with the fishes, you punk. You big yeah, palooka. <laughs> okay, oh, you so- like soap because you're about to be up to your elbows in grease, buddy. Yeah, like... <laughs> What? <laughs> Why I ought to pound you. And so uh, we got it. You know what? Before we wrap up the show, we got to talk about some good news here. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 300 points to hit an all-time wow. high. The S&P 500 gained 0.9%, also reaching an intraday high. The NASDAQ composite advanced 1.1%. Uh, this is all based on the jobs report, which is fantastic. Retail sales surged 9.8% as additional stimulus and consumer spending soaring. The labor department reported 576,000 new jobs claims for the week ending in April 10th. So What's interesting is like the restaurant industry is having a hell of a time finding people to work. Yeah. Which I mean it does not surprise me at all because mm-hmm. it's fucking brutal and they don't pay you shit and like a year ago all these cooks and servers and hosts and all these personnel like lost their jobs. Yeah. With no program, you know, they're not in a union so there's no like and now the restaurants are like, well, why can't we get anybody to work here? And it's, yeah. Well, you know, you don't pay for, for shit. And it, it's brutally hard work. Like, I tried to go back to restaurant work two years ago. And oh, I remember. It's just, God, it's so hard. Not fun. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's a Domino's story that I want to talk about on the postmortem show, a pizza delivery story, which is kind of a fun one. But that's that was as close as I got to the food service industry working at Domino's Pizza, where I was told by my... Uh, manager at the time. This is 1990 or 91, I believe, where he said, you know, Bob, you'd make a great Domino's manager if you didn't say the word fuck so much. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's what I'm really proud of. Yeah, yeah I was say, only a bartender. So and you, you know what I said back to him? I said, fuck you! Which he didn't appreciate. So, And finally, this soldier who accosted that black man on yeah. the street of that neighborhood has been charged after that uh, video confrontation. A white army non-commissioned officer depicted in a viral video accosting and shoving a black man in a South Carolina neighborhood. Oh, South Carolina, shocker has been charged with third-degree assault. Jonathan Pentland, 42 years old, was charged Wednesday and listed as detained in the Richland County Jail and issued a personal cognizance bond, according to online jail records, which did not show him having any or having an attorney. Um, the video is repulsive to look at. It's just a, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, what does he want the kid to do? Because it looks like if he goes in any direction, the he's going to jump on him. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he's a scary-looking dude. Yeah. I, I was I look at him thinking, yeah, Roy Rage. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, he really is, like, built like a brick shit house, And the poor kid is, like, you know, 18 years old, teenager, mm-hmm. skinny as a whip. You're like, God, I used to be sigh. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I just, but, like, yeah, but when I, like, looked at Twitter last night and saw, like, 600 black people on that guy's lawn, it was just, like, yeah. Oh, really? They showed up and there was a Oh, they there. showed up. Yes, they did. Wow. <laughs> Man. But that's just the thing. I mean, how, what, how do you react in a situation like that? You're walking. You're just taking a walk for fuck's sake, and then you're accosted. And you're exactly right, David. Which direction do you go? Which way is out? How do you extricate yourself without walking, continuing to walk through the neighborhood? You don't have. You can't go. You take out your communicator and go, Scotty, beam me up. You know, back to the black neighborhood. Out of this white neighborhood. Get me out of this white neighborhood. And you suddenly vanish. That's not how See, it but works. I've been in situations like that as a queer person, you know, yeah. where it's like, you know, one or more people suddenly decide that they are violently angry at you for existing. Right. And it's, God, you know, it's kind of amazing that my life has been less, vi- but I, I've always been fast with the comebacks because I probably would have said to that guy, I'd be like, dude, you've got no hair. Yeah. Get out of my way, <laughs> you know, or just whatever. But <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, it, well, uh, but it just, well, this raises you know, the, it raises the question that at some point you got to realize if you're one of these racist motherfuckers that if you're if, if there's someone videotaping the yeah. confrontation that it's not going to be good for you. So stop it. Stop doing it. There's another guy. I saw another viral video going around today in which this little boy goes up to this guy sitting on his front porch, you know, with his red solo cup or whatever it is, and, and tells the guy that he's he's got a Confederate flag 
or it's like half United States flag, half Confederate flag, hanging from his mm-hmm. the front of his house. And the kid goes up with his bicycle and goes, you know, that's a racist flag. <laughs> and the guy's like, how do you know? You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about history, you punk. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, God. Yeah, please. And, a but United this- States flag and a Confederate flag combined is basically like having like an Israeli flag and a swastika combined. Yeah, I mean, it's like, exactly. The two things are diametrically, uh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's exactly fucking right. So, mm-hmm. the fun continues on videotape. And, uh, but this guy, this particular video with the kid on the bicycle telling him he's got a racist flag, the video was posted by the guy. The guy who was sitting on the uh-huh. front porch posted the video because it was one of those uh, surveillance cameras. And uh, and so he had the video, posted it online for some stupid reason. And so now, you know, there are people to, oh, look, here's here he is. <laughs> We're sitting in front of his house, guys. T- screaming at some little kid who's doing the right thing. Very, very ballsy little kid, I might add. Because you never know if that guy's going to pull out a firearm. AR-15 yeah. or something like that. Okay, uh, post-mortem show coming up next on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. We're on the second 20 right now with our contest, so we're already going to be doing one exclusive video for our Patreon page. I'm going to do that sometime in the next uh, week or 10 days or so, and uh, it's probably going to be a behind-the-scenes look in terms of how I manage this entire Rick Wakeman-style setup of 12 different computers. Nah, fuck that. We want to see you in a squat cage. (laughs) Doing squats. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that. And then if we get another 20 subscribers, which we're on the way to attaining, there will be yet another video. And this uh, will carry on through the rest of April and uh, through May as well. So thank you to everyone who signed up. Meanwhile, make sure to go support David Ferguson's work at astralsummer.bandcamp.com and Jody New Hamilton's. Music coming. Jody Hamilton to Sean Barton's podcast from the bunker at patreon.com slash from the bunker, all one Yay. word, no dashes in that. Take care, <laughs> folks. God. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.